Welcome to Mom, You Got This. I'm your host, Erica Ryder, mom, author, and special needs warrior. I created this podcast because I am you. I know the triumphs and challenges of raising a child with special needs. I want you to be encouraged. I want you to have hope. Even though this special journey has its ups and downs, know that I am right here with you. I want you to know that sometimes it's okay not to be okay. Each episode meets you where you are and gives you practical steps to move from where you are to where you want to be. Mom, you got this. In this week's episode, we're talking again with author Erica Ryder about her fabulous book, My Sister's Keeper, a guide for parents raising children with special needs. And today we're going to focus on self-care. Why does self-care matter for moms of children with special needs? Are there some tips she has for how you take care of yourself? And is this the big deal that all the media seems to be making of it right now? Welcome, Erica. Hey, Allegra. Good to have you here. Self-care, it's a big deal for moms. Why? Most definitely. Self-care, if mom's not good, nobody's good. That's why self-care is so, so important. And uh, that is just, I'm, I'm just a huge advocate of it because oftentimes moms just put themselves last and we really got to be first because we take care of so many people. Did you always have this attitude toward self-care or was there perhaps an incident <laughs> that taught you that maybe self-care is more important? Um, you know, when I think back, I think about my, my mom. I really have to give my mom a lot of credit, Oprah, God rest her soul. I saw her. I just visually see, you know, remember just seeing her always just taking care of herself and uh, just making sure that she was, um, you know, just doing everything, doing, doing things for herself. So that's really where I saw it. And it became even more important. It just became what we did. But as a mom, when I became a mom, I really understood because your time is so divided um, between um, with your children that you can just be left exhausted that you really got to just really take good care of yourself. So I'd attribute it to my mom. So what are the, some of the signs? So if I'm a mom who's listening to this, maybe I don't know that I'm lacking in self-care. So are there some, some signposts that you see, some little triggers, some little, um, you know, whispers to you that let you know that your self-care is slipping a bit? All right. One big one is if your kid is always looking better than you, <laughs> if <they're... laughs> See, so moms are like this. <laughs> we'll sit there and spend the money on the kids' clothes, making sure they're matching. We don't think anything about making sure they have their everything they need. Then when it comes to us, if you're like always, and I don't, <laughs> okay, we're, in, we're all in sweatpants now a lot, but no. <laughs> when you're, <laughs> yes, that Seriously. is true. These are unusual times. <laughs> These unusual times. But again, when you look at your self-care and you look at how you take care of your kid, if those two things are so far apart, that's a good indication. Like, mom, you are not giving yourself the time and the energy that is due you. <laughs> okay. So if one sign that my self-care might be slipping is 
if my child always looks significantly better than I do? And you're not talking about the designer labels. You're just saying like. Yes. No, just just again. Yeah. Just making sure that you, you spend as much time. Think about how much time you spent getting your children together. How much time are you getting using to get yourself together? That is a good indication. If your kids are getting like an hour worth of your time and you're just like, I'm going to give myself like 12 minutes, if that, that's a good sign. Another sign is <laughs> if you find yourself just always feeling agitated or harried or feel like you never have enough time, um, that's another good indication that self-care might be a little, might be slipping on you. Um, yeah, that's a good indication. So if I'm uh, spending way more time helping my children prepare than I'm giving myself time to prepare, but also if I'm feeling agitated, how does that agitation typically show up for mom? I know how it might show up for me as a single person, but if mom's agitated, what does mom do? Moms, you get a little short, uh, might snap a little bit more. Um, and it's not just with your kids, it's, you know, with those that you love that are around you, whether you have a spouse, a significant other, a partner, your family members, work, all of those things. Because mom, not only are you a mom, you're using all of these things as well. So you have all these different hats that you wear. And if you're, you're kind of feeling off kilter all the time, that's a good indication that you really kind of got to take a step back and be like, okay, where's, where's mom at? Where am I in all of this? If you feel like you're totally giving yourself away all the time and not getting anything in return, that's another indication where you're like, oh, so just really always feeling tired all the time because part of self-care is getting a good night's rest. And I understand if you, you know, if you're a mom with the, you know, younger kids, yeah, but still there are things that you can do to help you kind of get on, get back on track. Self-care includes eating right getting enough rest, getting some exercise in. That's a great segue. <laughs> so if I'm feeling tired all the time, that's a sign that I might need some self-care. So what are three easy things that busy moms can do for self-care, right? I think when often we think about self-care, we think of something big, like going away for like a spa retreat. Everybody's not able to do that nope. at the drop of a hat. So what can you do to take better care of yourself as a mom? What are some easy ways to do that? All right. One way is to get others in your household to help, even your little toddler. So, for instance, they love to play. They got toys all over on the floor. Okay, when it's time to clean up, you need to have them help clean up. So the whole cleanup song, and I think mothers of toddlers know that clean up, clean up, everybody everywhere, clean up, clean up, everybody do your share. Kids love singing. So you get the little person to help clean up. OK, so mom's not cleaning up. You have other kids in the house. They can do their own. You know, they can do they can help with the laundry. You got little people. They can they literally can go put something in a basket. So things of that nature. So get other folks to help you. Um, I talk about another big thing is to have what I call my care circles or your care support. These individuals that can help you. So you may have a girlfriend that Before comes. we get to care circles. Sorry, let me interrupt you real quick. Okay. So you started to mention before that how you eat is self-care. So tell me a little bit more about that as an easy way of incorporating self-care into my routine as a mom. Oh, so one good thing to do is 
for don't have to do this great big meal. You can do uh, they're called sheet dinners right now or the sheet meals where you can get the nice big cookie sheet. And if you just go on Google, you can f- just put in sheet <laughs> sheet meals so that you can everything's all on one sheet. You put the chicken on there, the potatoes on there, the carrots on there, all of that. Make think of really easy meals and that they're healthy, too. So the kids can help you cook while you're doing that. Um, So eating right. So that's another good self-care tip. Don't think that you have to do this all by yourself. Use the Instapot. Great stuff. Use Crock-Pots. And um, just use meals that are simple to prepare. And um, you can find it anywhere now. So that's a good uh, eating, just making sure that you're eating right. Sleep is another big thing. Got to get a good night's rest. So you may say, hey, I'm the mom of a little toddler or a little infant, sleep when they sleep. I know people say, oh, that's easier said than done. I'm a mom. I used to have toddlers. I slept when they slept. So all of those dishes, they can stay. You don't have to vacuum right then. All of those things, sleep when they sleep, nap when they nap. Those are just nice little tips to be able to to do. And the other thing is if you get your kid, try to set them on a nice little schedule. And that's a way that you're able to get some rest as well. So little Johnny shouldn't be up at 10, 12, 10. And again, I know some people be like, you don't have my child. I'm just saying, (laughs) when you get your child on a nice little schedule (laughs) and it'll take work, but you get them because then you're able to sleep. For me and my husband, when our kids, we didn't believe in kids after nine o'clock. We said that and we meant that. You didn't believe in (laughs) you didn't believe in children after After nine nine o'clock. After nine o'clock, poof, they ceased to exist. They were they were in their rooms. (laughs) They may not have been asleep, but they were in their rooms and they knew that that was their time. And that was just an off-limits time unless there was an emergency. And we we meant that and it worked. And even our friends knew. Nine o'clock, our household was shut down. We didn't take phone calls after nine o'clock. Again, it may be a little different now, but that is, I'm just telling you things that we did. We did not believe in kids after nine and we didn't entertain phone calls after nine o'clock because that allowed us our time together and to get rest. So just some little tidbits of uh, what I've done. These are some great tips from um, setting up a schedule to simplifying your eating, making sure you're getting your rest, taking time for yourself. This is a lot for our folks to remember. Have you maybe got a little gift for our moms so that they can remember what some of these great ideas are and start to incorporate them into their daily schedule? You know, actually I do. So again, my big thing is here, moms, don't forget about yourself as you raise these children. You matter too. You matter. And again, without you, (laughs) none of this is going to happen. So again, I would say do something nice for yourself today. And you can find that at eveconnection.com slash nice. I have this really nice do something for yourself little tidbit pamphlet. So the things that I already talked about, it's just a few things on there, but there's a lot more information in there that I think would uh, grab. Well, I think everybody can gravitate to something. Awesome. So we have some great ways of recognizing when our self-care is slipping, and we have some initial ideas for what we can do. What else would you say is important for moms as they're working at increasing their level of self-care in order to prepare better or to take better care of their children with special needs? So I will call it my circle of support or my care circle. I kind of use it interchangeably. 
but it is my whole group of family and friends that help me. So that is from if, you know, my, I'm having a tough time when, again, I know that I'm agitated and I just need to get, I can get a walk or something or just get, sit in the car in a parking lot. I've done that as well. I'll call my friend. I'll call my, one of my friends over and be like, hey, can you give me like 10 minutes, 15 minutes? I just kind of need to regroup. So I have friends. I have neighbors. Um, I have where I just may need to talk. So I call my sisters. So I just have a whole group of individuals that really help me to just, um, you can't do this thing alone. I really can't. It's, you, you, when you hear the whole, uh, it takes a village, it really does. It really, really does. So I just have this, again, whole group of individuals and each one serves a different need, but that they just help me. And um, you can't do this alone. That's the other thing. You got to ask for help. People don't read your mind. You can't try to be a superwoman. Um, because you'll just be exhausted. You'll just, you'll just be absolutely exhausted. So, yeah. I love the idea of a care circle. So if I'm picking up with your putting down and I want to get a care circle, how do I start? Where do I start? I mean, is this a formal thing? Did you like go to your people and say, you're in my care circle now? Did you take applications? (laughs) How did you develop develop this important support tool? You know, no, didn't take no applications. It's just like you guys were just inducted in when I I just wondered. I hadn't seen an application personally. I just wanted to know if there was a process. Yes. And I think people have them and they may not have named them and stuff, but it really is your support of people. So just think about, again, your siblings, your, your parents, you know, your children's grandparents, um, your neighbors, uh, who's that person that can, that you can call, the, who's on your emergency call, you know, contact list uh, for school, who's the person that'll bring you a meal, you know, when you're not feeling well. So that person is part of your care circle. Um, who is the person that your, your kids may, if you have, your kids are a little older, who who do they really um, enjoy being around? So maybe their auntie. Um, so it's just all of those individuals. Uh, even a care circle could be part of one of your children's teachers, you know, that the teachers um, that your kid really enjoys and that the parent, like when you're having your parent-teacher conference, um, conferences, it could be just about anybody. But it's somebody that uh, you care about, but also cares about you and your family members. So those are, so just think about those. Who are those people in your life that are outside of your immediate family that help you? So it sounds like it doesn't have to be a formal thing where the person says, I'm in your care circle. It's just as simple as you knowing who those people are when you need a break and knowing that they will help support you in your journey. That is correct. It is though, and everybody may serve a different purpose. You know, every, all of your, and that's what makes the care circle so great. Um, They, again, they help you. What is, who's that person that calls you, just calls you and says, Hey, I was thinking or text you. I was just thinking about you. Or who's the person that sends you a card. Um, Those are your people. Those are your care circle people, people again, that help you, help you take the load off um, and just help you be better, better, a better you. Love that. So I don't have children, so this may be a silly question, but I'm guessing that a couple of the moms who are listening might have the same silly question. 
Did your self-care habits change from when your children were babies to when they got a little older? Does self-care look different for moms with children at different ages? Self-care definitely looks different as your kids, um, you know, from an infant as opposed to when they're maybe in high school. So, for instance, with um, some of the things for self-care when your child was, you know, a, a baby. And again, you're very attached and they're very attached to you. And your self-care is like, I just want to be able to take a shower. Because when you got a little one, <laughs> you may be like, oh, <laughs> did I change my clothes? Did I put my deodorant on? I can't remember. <laughs> For days. <laughs> For days. You're like, who was that me or is that the baby's diaper? I don't know. But uh, <laughs> so self-care may look when your child is small to put them like you want to just take a shower. So things you can do is hey, put them in the little baby carrier. They still want to be near you. Put them, bring them in the bathroom with you, but put them in the carrier so that you're like, ah, or right outside of the, you know, right outside of the door. So it may be something as simple as that. You want to take, yes, please take a shower. The little one wants to know that you're near. Put them in their carrier, okay? Um, it may look like when they're a toddler, okay, they don't want to sit in the, you know, the, the, the carrier. Um, Definitely want to try to take another shower or maybe even a bath. Um, things I've done when my kids, my daughters were younger, I would take them at toddlers. I'd put them right outside of the bathroom. The other thing they knew that the bathroom was my sacred place. So every, you can once the door is closed, that's mommy's time. So I would sit there and put Cheerios. They had a little bowl of Cheerios. They had all their little toys around. And they knew that I was like, mommy's going inside. And you, here you are, you just stay right here and just get all the little toys and just so have, so have them kind of occupy themselves, but still in close proximity. I would see my did daughters freak you out the first time you did it. I'm just thinking again, I don't yeah. have children, but I'm just having this visual of you putting your toddler outside the bathroom door and then closing the bathroom door. Did that weird you out? Not at all, because what she would do is her little fingers would, I could see the little fingers would go under the door and her little voice would be like, mommy, are you in there? So, yes. So, <laughs> and you assure them that you, they're, that they're fine. So just that. So then as, you know, we get older, um, you know, when they were like grade school, I would say, okay, you know, you can use the, not that I'm a proponent of you know, your kids being babysat by the TV. But if they had their favorite show and you know it was a half an hour, you at least had a half an hour. <laughs> so <laughs> 30 minutes, hey, mom's in there, watch your show. So use things like that, all right? You know that they're safe, make sure that they're safe, but use things like that. And of course, as the kids, as they're older in middle school, when they can take care of themselves, you're like, um, I was big, you know, this, of course, is pre-COVID when I can go to the movie feeling comfortable. It's like two hours, mom's going to a movie. So again, they're able to take, you know, be home, you know, for a limited amount of time. So just those kind of little tidbits of things that you can do. But all of that's I under the guise of self-care. <laughs> oh, I love those suggestions because they're simple and they're real yep. and they grow as the children grow. Yes. It seems like I wouldn't have necessarily thought to myself that going to the movie alone was a self-care thing. But if I mom mommied out, like sometimes my mom would say to us, just please don't call my name 
just for 30 minutes, right? Because every five minutes it was mom, right? So yes. if she just wanted that 30 minutes, think about how magical that can be, how restorative that is yes. for moms to be able to go to the movie and not have anyone call their name and just relax and do nothing if they wanted to for two hours is a gift. It doesn't have to be a big trip to a spa. Not at all. Solo. You could eat all the popcorn. You don't have to share any juju beads, (laughs) no raisinets. You get what you want. Yes. Right. That is a little bit um, of magic. I'm telling you, mom. Yes. Tell them. (laughs) (laughs) you can do this you know you can't be like oh I wish I had more time we don't have more time but you make wise choices of the time that you do have and these are just just practical tidbits of what you can do sometimes I've just actually went in my car just went to the park and just was inside the car quiet just quiet nothing Yeah. Is it more important for moms to be in tune with their self-care when they're raising a child with special needs? If so, why? It is imperative that mothers that are raising children with special needs really get in tune with their self-care. The reason is, is that you're on all the time. When I mean on, your senses are totally on. You have to be there because oftentimes you are the one speaking for your child or you're thinking for them. So it's literally like you're split all the time. So you absolutely have to take even more care of yourself. That is magical. And I love the guide that you mentioned earlier. I've checked it out, y'all. And it is so important, as you just said, when you realize that you're investing so much of your energy to be an amazing mother, and then you add this extra layer of responsibility and energy and investment that's required if your child does need more of you, it's even more important for those moms to take care of themselves. And your quick guide, which is called Do Something Nice for Yourself, is an amazing first step towards recognizing that self-care is important. That I love it. You said you matter, recognizing that yes, you, matter, you matter and that your self-care is not just important, but it's okay to want to take care of yourself. Moms are so selfless, right? They're amazing. We are, and they very take much. care of everybody else first, but it's okay and it's appropriate. It is meet and right and wonderful <laughs> for moms to take care of themselves as well. And I know this guide is going to change some lives and they can pick that up at eveconnection.com slash nice. Nice. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch you in the next episode.